Hey everybody, it's Adam Platt, and welcome to Unleash Your Greatness. Today we're talking about how to love yourself with Jocelyn Bellows, and I'm excited to have her on my show today. We're going to cue up the intro and then get right into it. The question people often ask themselves is, is there more for me out there? Am I capable of more, of doing more, being more, and having greater success in this life? The answer to that question is yes. I believe that everybody has greatness within themselves. And the success leaves clues. And if we can take those clues, we can unlock the greatness within ourselves. I'm Adam Platt, and welcome to Unleash Your Greatness. Welcome, everybody. Today, I am excited to welcome you to my podcast, Unleash Your Greatness. And today, I have a special guest, Jocelyn Bellows. She is an author, she is a speaker, a coach. And I'm just excited to have her. She has a, a great energy about her, and I'm excited to talk to her today. So, uh, Jocelyn, welcome. I appreciate you being on the show. So, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I really am excited to be here and get to share the next hour or so with you and your listeners yeah. uh, on all platforms. So, yes, my name is Jocelyn Bellows. I am a breakdown to wake up coach um, based in Denver, Colorado, or outside of Denver, Colorado. I've been here a few years. Um, originally hailing from New Jersey. <laughs> so we had to have a little conversation before we went live. I had to ask about um, explicit language because I am from Jersey. <laughs> what happened? Um, uh, and anyway, and I, it's funny enough that I actually exchanged a quick little quib on Facebook earlier today with a fellow Jersey compatriot who lives here in Colorado. Um, and we it literally just came through earlier today. Um, so yes, I am a coach, an author, a speaker, TV host oh, that's and right. podcast yep. host. So yes. it's all exciting. And a mama. Yeah, yep. <laughs> a mama. I have a six-year-old somewhere in there. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I am all those things. I do all those things. But really, uh, what I'm about is continuing to learn more and more about me. Like continuing to remove all the garbage, and all the layers of the conditioning that I've carried as my own throughout my lifetime. That's really what I'm about. And that's why I coach and speak and work with clients and write and produce my shows for that same reason. Yeah. I want, you know, ideal, what I really expect, I'm going to take that word back, my purpose and my impact is for people to break through their own BS to really get back to the essence of themselves. Yeah. The soul having a human experience on, I, my sister shared this yesterday, on earth school, which I totally love. So I'm totally using it now. I'll plug it later, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's beautiful. And um, I've actually heard that, yeah, this this life is like a classroom where we're we're meant to learn and grow. And some people say it's a test and we do have tests in there. But I think it is more of a, it's not a pass fail. Like one time you're going to pass or you're going to fail. It's a continual learning, growing process. And so I, I love that you said that. That's that's awesome. Um, so uh, you, you do all these things and you're all about learning how to improve yourself, of course. Why did you get into that? What was the main reason? Because everybody has a reason, right? Usually people don't wake up when they're 10 years old and be like, I'm going to be a personal development person, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, <no. laughs> so most people have a journey to get there. And okay. and I want to just kind of hear your story a little bit of what brought you into this space. Yeah. So the the, the most pivotal, the one that I really tend to, to speak to, it's, it's really what sparked my awakening. Um, so moved here three years ago, like I said, from, from the East coast yep. and at the time I was married, um, with a, a three-year-old son and I had a few epiphanies during, during that first couple months of living in Colorado, where I really recognized how truly unhappy I was mm. in my life. And on the outside, everything looked fantastic, right? I had, um, I was married, um, we had, uh, we, even though we had moved across the country, we still owned uh, a very profitable business that was doing very well. However, in order to make the move, I actually walked away from a rather prolific career of my own. So yes, we had the business that, that we ran. It really was my husband's business, but basically mm. I was part of it. Sure. Um, 
I'm going to have my own career. And then we have this young child. And so on the outside, everything looked peachy because we both had our health, our child was healthy and happy and strong and vibrant. The, the business was starting to falter a little bit with our move. When we really arrived in Colorado and the whole purpose of Colorado, the big purpose of Colorado was to start again mm. um, and start somewhere fresh because we loved, we both really loved and adhered to um, being very adventurous and outdoorsy and, and living a calmer, more open lifestyle. And, and Colorado really was a, provided this beautiful platform for it. However, in making this move, I walked away from that career. So first it was um, the panic of now what? And what do I do to make money? Right. Um, I don't know who I am. Like, I don't know what I want to do. I didn't want to go back to the, the same industry. Um, so that label was removed because up to that point, I defined myself by what I did, not who I was. Right. Um, and very soon after, I had, had we had had an experience with the first day of pre, pre, uh, preschool with my child. And my former spouse had had a very adverse, re- in my opinion, adverse reaction to the day that, that that morning that things unfolded. And I finally said I had enough. I was no longer going to accept and tolerate that behavior from him. So I blamed it him, I put it on him. And very soon after recognized, yes, he had his own stuff that he had to work through. I was not in love with me. I didn't love myself. Yeah. I given it all away to everyone else. I gave my happiness, my joy, my purpose, my reason for being on someone else. And so I filed for divorce, um, started working with my first coach, started to recognize all this garbage that I blamed someone else for. And had to really take ownership for how I was showing up in life. And so the journey began. That next chapter of my life began. Of no more excuses. No more being a victim of my reality. Like, I got to step into this. I Yes, I played victim because it really suited me well. I did so great in victimhood. I got all the attention I needed. And I got all the, you know, all the things that I needed. But you know what that does? just continues to deflate and, and debilitate you. You're still right. allowing someone else to give you what you need. And as I really started to untangle the stories of my victimhood, of my not enoughness, of the I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not a good enough cook, I'm not a good enough wife, I'm not a good enough mother, um, I'm overweight, blah, 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 all the garbage. Yeah. I start to really dig through it and remove it. Um, I actually started with posting on Facebook, actually. That's where it began. I'd been a voyeur on life for so long, and everyone else having this wonderful life, and what was wrong with me, what was me, to that's crap. <laughs> and let me just tell you guys what's happening in my world. And I really got on the court. And I, and I didn't have that language back then, right? I just started sharing. I was like, hey, yeah. I had a crap day. This is what happened. Hey, I had a gorgeous moment today, and I want to celebrate it with you all. And it wasn't about receiving the likes and the attention and love because I was like, no, that's not what I need. What I need to do is own my stuff. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was an exercise in vulnerability and just putting it all out there. Yeah. What happened is people came out of woodwork, right? people that I had talked to 10, 15, 20 years. And then I had friends sending their friends to me and saying, my friend is going through this horrible point in their life and, and she doesn't she doesn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. She knows she needs to like make a rap rap the change in her marriage or her job or whatever. I want you to talk to her about this or talk to him about this. Or or I had people directly asking me and I was like, huh. <laughs> so no, coaching was not on my radar. Not even remotely. It, it actually took another year. It took a year of that. And these occurrences showing up for me that I was like, oh, maybe I have something to share beyond just sharing my journey. Maybe there's actually more here. And thus the coaching growth. And actually the podcast, my podcast was actually birthed before that because I found 
started with interviewing entrepreneurs about why they were so excited about taking, or excited might not be the right word, why they took a leap of faith in starting their own businesses. And they kind of got clearer and clearer around that messaging. But it was fascinating to me because there was such a commonality when people really step into building their own businesses, they're stepping into the faith of themselves. And that was so fascinating. And like I was salivating over that. And that's, (laughs) that's where the the podcast began. Then I was like, wait a minute, I can, that's when the coaching took about three months later, four months later for me to to step into my coaching practice. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd been, I'd fortunate, been fortunate that my former spouse and I had owned a few businesses back East before we moved out here. So I bore witness to how, my former partner had shown up for himself and I got to be there to build it. God, that's amazing. When you get to build your own community based on your passion, it is meant you're not reaching for the money. You're not reaching anything. You're showing up for yourself. And that is like lifeblood. Like, Oh, how can this get any juicier? And so then the coaching and I just keep following the path and I'm recognizing more and more where the writing, in fact, that's where I'm shifting and pivoting now is in the TV, the TV shows also with that is not only for me to continue to show up in my writing as a point of therapy, as a point of helping to continue to heal my traumas, it gives me an opportunity to show up for myself in a way that I may not be able to verbally. Right. Mm. And now I'm coaching others to do the same, which is phenomenal giving platform for other people to show up for themselves in their own healing journey so that others can be impacted. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And, and I think lots of times people are scared to put, uh, what they're going through out on, you know, the Facebook, social media, or even talk to friends or family because they don't want to feel weak or or vulnerable. And so that's amazing that you had the the foresight, I guess, to to do that. And and it created this amazing community around you, which is amazing as well. So uh, kudos to you being willing to do that. And I love the fact that you talk about the uh the survivor or excuse me not the survivor but the victim mindset i think so many people get caught in that victim mindset i know i've been in that myself and you want to blame everybody else for you know you're you're not being happy or not being where you want to be and so i my personal belief is there's there's basically three types of mindset main mindsets and that is victim mindset survivor mindset and survivor mindset is the eors of the world where you ask them how they're doing they're like i'm okay you know i'm surviving um and then there's the hero mindset and that's when you're like you know what it doesn't matter uh you know superman gets kryptonite he still fights through it he batman gets punched he continues to fight you know and and we can be those people and it doesn't mean we're perfect because there's not a superhero out there that is perfect. They all have their faults, but it means we can still show up. We can still do what we need to do to become better at, at what we want to become. So um, I love that you talked about that victim mindset because so many people are stuck in that victim mindset. And it really took that wake up call from you or for you and your husband to, and, and I, you know that story about you and your husband where you woke up that day and you, you're like, I'm done with this. And I think lots of times we we look at we mirror people, right? Like we wanna we wanna when we're blaming somebody else, it's really because like you said, you're not happy on the inside. And it's a mirror effect. You don't want to look at yourself in the mirror and say, It's really me that's not happy inside. And and that's hard that self-evaluation can be really tough. Continual. Yeah. I mean, quite literally, I don't know when this, this show will air. So, um, but this happened literally to me to, this morning. So I, I, um, I started my morning by attending an online funeral um, of a, a friend of mine whose brother passed very suddenly, not mm-hmm. from Corona, mother, 
from something else, but very suddenly. And that was my, you know, it was the first time I've really, I think, had a real deep sadness around death, um, wow. which is unusual for me. I spent 10 years in the donation industry. I've been around death. I've been pretty comfortable with it. I now get that we're souls having a human experience and really fully embody that. And today it really impacted me. So I'm, I'm only writing about that. Second, the next thing, the very next thing that happened this morning, my phone rang and it was my former partner and my former husband who calls because he heard a commercial on the radio for the book. Now, a little backstory. I offered to, in the book, let me make it clear. I wrote a chapter, I wrote the introduction in the chapter and I, I was the head of the project. There are other authors are involved. Sure. Um, so here's a commercial about the book on the radio, which I was super ecstatic about, right? Like that makes me happy. I'm like, wow, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Right? That was not his response. <laughs> his was very different. Um, and, and I had offered before we published to share the chapter with him before I published, not because I was going to change it. I just, you know, it was like, this is a courtesy. We co-parent, I, you know, I want him to have access to it. Sure. And so I offered it to him and he said, no. I said, okay, that's that's your choice. Well, today, having heard that commercial, and he called me in anger, mm. and what did you say about me? And did you portray me as this da 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 all these awful, ugly things? And I said, well, first of all, no. I said, yes, I know. Like we went through a period where I was doing that. I was blaming you for our problems, yeah. and I didn't. And so I literally picked up the book and started reading to him what I wrote and I really, and what I wrote and what I'll continue to write about is taking ownership for how I showed up in my life and how it served me and how the person that failed the marriage thing from my vantage point, not to say that he's not guilt-free, right? He has his own stuff. For me, I failed our marriage because I didn't love myself and I didn't use my voice in a way that empowered me to receive, to give and receive from a place of strength. And there is a vast, vast difference when you show up in that way. And it's continual. I mean, here we are three years later and, you know, his initial, all the battles, like the, the, the word slay on me, I, I could have very easily gone back into my trauma trigger, right? And I did for a moment. You sure. know, I started to feel like the tears welling and I was like, wait, time out. This isn't mine. This is his. And so instead of going down the rabbit hole, I, I started the conversation. I stopped the conversation and said, what's this really about? What is this? What's happening here for you? No, I can't. I'm not perfect, you guys. By no stretch. <laughs> I knew that I caught myself enough to say, I'm balanced enough right now. And I'm good. I'm solid within me that I can hold space for him so he can fall apart. Because he needed to do that. Yeah. And that's okay. Right? Is yep. it perfect? No, absolutely not. I had to write, I was wrote to, um, so I'm going to kind of go back here. Okay. Um, when I decided to leave my marriage, I knew it was a very clear decision. It wasn't like a question. It was like, this is, it's just, it's time. Um, and I had known, I had known it was coming probably for about two years, at least for me. Um, and when I made the decision, I made the decision. And I remember, the pieces that I was most concerned about was when was I ever going to love again? Mm. Well, how could someone else love me when I'm this broken mess of being? And love had always been the center point of my entire victimhood and childhood and adulthood. I always felt like I was sitting on the outside of, of relationships. My friends were all married, you know, got married and had kids. And, um, and I was still single through most of my 20s, and I didn't date much in my 20s, and I, you know, and I met in our late 20s. But you know, being in a relationship was probably the piece that I was most desiring in my entire life. And here I am walking away from a marriage, right? And, right? Um, and I had to answer that question for myself. When was it going to happen? But it wasn't about external. It was really, it came to learn. It was, had, how, when is it going to be, when is it going to be enough? How much more do I have to do to love myself? Which is a bunch of BS, by the way. It's not about you doing it. 
just about dreaming. And it's a continual process because I promised myself, I made a lot of commitments in the early stages of my, I think of my marriage of changed my diet, stopped drinking. I released a lot of people from my life. I really focused on me. I promised myself I'd never repeat the patterns I had done mm. in my marriage. So you talked earlier about uh, lessons and how it's not a pass-fail or test, not pass-fail, there's continual learning. Right. Yeah, continual learning. So, you know, I'd been in a relationship, divorce happened. I'd been in a relationship for a year. That ended over a year ago now. And I was still holding on to a component of that relationship and tying it to a person, anchoring it to a person. Yeah. So I literally had to write to that person because I was still holding on to it. And not, and not accepting the fact of where I was. Mm. And I wrote to him um, and I said, look, I know it's a year later and I still miss you. And I loved these components of you. I, I loved you who you are, but I didn't love you for who you are. And I didn't honor you for who you are. You, you know, and the things that I, I, I took ownership of the good, bad, and ugly. And I was like, I'm honestly embarrassing to even write this. So here, I'm going to talk about it on podcast. You're the second podcast I've talked about it on today. <laughs> um, like I had to really like honestly own that and say, look, I'm embarrassed to say that I still feel this way about you after a year because I feel like a crazy fool. And you know, this is, this is how I operate. And everyone does this. The moment that I sent it, there was such a release. All that weight was gone. Yeah. Whether the person responds or not, is on him. If he will, if he reads it, if he doesn't read it, I will never know. I will never know. Yeah. And that wasn't the point. The point for me was I have to love and honor where I'm at in this journey so that I can be happy with where I am in this moment. And that's where everything switches. That's where we go from I want and desire all these things. You can still have all those dreams, by the way. That doesn't go away, right? Right. Heroes love and honor where they are right in the moment, every single moment. And they bring themselves back. They bring themselves back. They bring themselves back. They bring themselves back. You know, I have um, a very dear girlfriend who has been one of the shiniest, brightest lights that I've probably known in my entire life. And for a few years, she and I didn't communicate. Mm. And I will witness it as she was newly married. I didn't know her husband. She was overseas. I'd heard some pretty awful things about this person, and I created a story around it. Oh, yeah. And I got to her because I didn't support where she was. I had no idea what she was up to. We've since reconnected, really gone deep into the journey that she was on, and she was on a pretty tumultuous journey. And do you know what? She shows up with a smile on her face every day. I said, you know what? That period of my life was really tough. And here I am swinging and smiling. And I'm okay. Yes, there are people that are no longer on her journey on her, in her life anymore. And that's okay. Because she loves and honors who she is, where she is. Mm. And she's yeah. always shown up that way. And she's going to continue to show up that way. Those are the heroes. Yeah. I love that. And, uh, I want to, I want to touch back on just, a, a something you said or, or what you talked about a little bit when you were talking about the, the relationship ending with your husband yeah. and how you, you had that, that identity or that anchor, I think is the word you used with that, that, uh, relationship. And when it ended, you felt like a part of you was, was, had left as well and and you didn't know if you had that that worth to be loved and to be accepted and i think that's pretty common sadly enough among lots of people who are in a relationship and then they leave the relationship whether it's a uh, a spouse or a boyfriend girlfriend or or whatever when they leave that relationship now all of a sudden they're feeling this this identity of I'm not, I'm not worthy of love. I'm not worthy of other people's acceptance. And what do you think was the biggest factor for you? I know you, you talked about a few things you did. You sent an email and, and things like that. But what was the biggest factor to help you get out of that and say, you know what? I am worthy of love. I am worthy of being accepted and, and 
and finding somebody again in the future who will love me because I love me, right? I want to just one word though, not finding. It's not about finding. It's about showing up in your energy and your beauty Mm. and you attract them. And and, and that's a a different field um, and a different conversation. Um, (laughs) However, it's, it's, you know, being in the space where you're open and available and attracting someone who can be in partnership with you because you're open and available and loving who you are and your sanctity and, and your and, and your autonomy. Yeah. So what I, that's such a loaded question. I did a lot. <laughs> and I will start with this. This okay. is probably the, the center point of it all. I had to unbecome everything I thought I was. Mm. Yeah. So, so explain a little bit about what that means. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because that's really what it was. Yeah. I started to play in a lot of spaces I had never played in before. Um, it started with, it did, it started with the Facebook posts. And uh, I, first of all, I had removed Facebook from my phone. And I, I'd only post on my laptop, which I know, gosh, you do that. <laughs> we do it. Um, I post on Facebook, whatever it was I had to say. I didn't look at anyone else's stuff, right? I just dropped my deposits and left. Yeah. And eventually when I felt stronger, I started to actually read what people had to say because in the beginning, I didn't, I didn't want to read that. I just didn't. Mm. I, didn't want to be, I didn't want to get off course, off course for me sure. with that. Yep. Um, I had changed my diet. I started my first nutritional cleanse program. Um, I was not working and I gave my per- myself permission to not work for a while for several months. I was very fortunate. I got, I was gifted with a, um, with a contract role for a period of time that more than covered my, my bills. And I could, and it was such, for me, it was very easy work. It didn't require a lot of my mental capacity so that I really could focus on my healing. Um, so I got very lucky with that. Plus I um, I had collected some, some fine. I had financially, I was very solid, just put it that way. So I gotcha. had the gift of time and I yeah. gave myself time. I didn't beat myself up from where I was. I cried a lot because <laughs> I was sad about yeah. some things. Um, but I didn't beat myself up about whether I failed somebody else. Eventually, I didn't do that right away. I took some time too. Um, I evaluated the people that were in my life and the people that were in my life, because I didn't know many people who are here in my local circle. I stopped talking to them and literally stopped talking to people that didn't feel good to me anymore because mm. they brought me down. I was like, I don't need that weight anymore. And yeah. for someone who's a codependent who hung on everybody else to lift, lift herself up, that was huge. I turned my phone off for days on end, the days that my son was with his, with his father, I turned my phone, my phone off and I spent, and I just didn't have a plan every day. I woke up in the morning. I was like, what's today going to bring? And now I spent a lot of time in nature, um, solo hiking to the point that, and is this going to be a video as well? Video feed mm-hmm. or just, okay. So if anyone is can see over my shoulders, picture of me, um, on a mountainscape, that's actually the very f- first, 14er I ever did. So here in Colorado, we have these uh, wonderful peaks called 14ers that are over 14,000 feet. And so I started setting goals for myself of things I had never accomplished before. One of them was being out here on these long hikes. And 14ers can take me, <laughs> not everybody, but me, anywhere from six to 12 hours to complete. And I go alone wow. without music and occasionally talking to making friends along the way um, on the trail. Generally, it was in silence. I spent a lot of time in silence. I turned my phone, I turned the TV off. Um, I took a lot of, I did, a, I took a lot of precautions about really keeping the sanctity of what made me happy. And if it didn't make me happy, I didn't engage in it. And if it was a tough conversation or someone I didn't want to deal with, I just cut it off. And I said, look, this is just where I'm at without apology, because there is no apology, by the way. You get to show up for things that you want to show up for. Hey, it's Adam, and I wanted to just jump in here real quick because I wanted to let you know that I am rooting for you 
and that if you are ready to take your life to the next level and maybe you're not sure exactly what you need to do, let me tell you, it all starts with your mindset. It all starts with how you're thinking about yourself, how to really visualize what you want in life. And if you feel like you need a little bit of help in that area, I have this workbook. It's called Mindset for Success to really help you take your life to the next level. And you can grab a free copy of that workbook right now for free at arisetoconnect.com slash mindset for success. In this workbook, you're going to learn the do's and don'ts of what you should and shouldn't be doing when it comes to how you think and look at yourself in your life. And it's full of questions that you can ask yourself to really start evaluating what you want and where you want to go. So go ahead and feel free to grab that free copy of Mindset for Success right now. Again, at arisetoconnect.com slash mindset for success. And go and grab your free copy today so that you can start taking your life to the next level. And now let's get back into the episode. Period. Right. I think I take ownership if you're, if you're doing something to hurt other people, which I, I wasn't, I was very conscious of. I was like, no, this is where I'm at. I'm not, this is not malicious intent. It's me taking care of me. Um, I started going out on my own. Like we have, you know, go to art walks on my own. I just did things by myself that I loved. And I stopped caring what people could possibly potentially think because I was at sitting in a restaurant by myself. I just didn't care anymore. So, and this was not like a one and done, right? This was over, started slowly. And it built and it built and it built and it built. I ran my first half marathon and I was sort of hanging out with someone at the time who was a runner. And I remember him asking me, he's like, do you want me to run with you? And I was like, why are you asking me? I'm like, do you want to run? <laughs> I'm going to run. You can come if you want to, <laughs> wow. but you don't have to ask my permission. You know? Yeah. That was a moment where like things really switched for me because past me, would have very easily said codependent me would have been like, yes, I want you there. I need your support and need your love. And no, I didn't because I was running for me, for nobody else. It was for me to tell myself I am worth this. And I can totally, I got this. Yeah. So constant reassurance. And when things start to take you off track and you notice it does cut it off and speak to it. Yeah. You know, you don't owe that person anything or people or experience or whatever. Acknowledge it for what it is. If you need to say, look, I'm done. And this is, and this is why, if you feel comfortable doing that, you can, you don't owe that to anybody else. All you owe it to is yourself. True. Yeah. That's, that's a, a great perspective to keep in mind. I, I firmly believe that as well. And I, I love that you said that, so many times we worry about what other people think and we need to get past that. I I know that's one thing that I've struggled with in my life is what are people going to think if I do this or if I do that or, or do I look dumb on camera? Right? Like even, even now getting on like this, I'm like, Oh, the camera's right here in front of me. And you know, I've got this breakout on my face right now. What are people going to think? And I just have to say, you know what? It doesn't matter. Because it, it really, at the end of the day, most people probably wouldn't look at it and be like, oh, look at his face, right? Most people are just like, I like what I'm hearing. I like the message. I like what, and, and just like your your people on Facebook, when you were starting to share your, your, your mess is what I like to call it, right? Because we all have a mess and that usually becomes our message, which is, is beautiful and scary at the same time. But when you were sharing your mess... People are like, I really resonate with what she's saying because I know so-and-so is going through this or I'm going through this. And and so when we can put ourselves in that position where we're like, you know what? I got to get past what other people think and I just have to be me, then it opens up a whole world of possibilities. And that's beautiful. And then the whole aspect of getting in nature, uh, you know, getting out by yourself and just becoming one with who you are is so powerful. Um, I really think that self-reflection in that regard is one of the most powerful tools, even though it is one of the hardest tools because people don't like to look at themselves and be like, 
you know, I'm, I need to work on this or I need to do this or whatever. But when we can do that and be honest with ourselves, it opens up a lot of vulnerability and chance for growth. And it sounds like you've had a lot of that experience going out and hiking. And so thank you for sharing that. Um, it's well, about really giving yourself permission to be Yeah. right. So, sure. you know, today has been, it's not been like I, someone, someone asked me last night uh, that you know, he's like, did you have another really busy day? Cause you know, I accomplish things during the day. I do not every day. <laughs> uh, and sure. yes, I, I have the, the things, right? Like I've got the show and the podcast and blah, blah, blah. And it sounds like a lot. It does. Yeah. And there are days that I get myself into a hole of like, oh my God, what did I just do? <laughs> <laughs> Why did I sign up for all this? I also, and this is really important because this is something that I really talk about with, with my clients and anybody actually, schedule time for yourself. Yeah. I schedule myself a lot of time. So like today, yeah, I had my things in the morning. I had to do, I had things unexpected. Then I had, you know, I recorded a, a show earlier in the day and I had about an hour, hour and a half between that and coming on with you today. And I could have very easily just continued on with work because I have work to do. And you sure. know what I did? Got my car and I drove to a local park and I sat and listened to music. I watched the sun, you know, come, you know, I watched the sun starting to set over the mountains. I'm very lucky I have that. Um, it was a light breeze. It's a beautiful day here in Colorado. And there was a light breeze and I was watching, I sat in this, this park and watched the, you know, the, the um, grass just flow through the wind. Very cool. And I gave myself 40 minutes, gave myself permission to be. Yeah. I, I didn't mean my phone was off. Well, my phone was on because it was music. But otherwise, you know, not available for text messages. I'm not available for phone calls. I'm not available for anything. I'm available right now for me so that I can show up for others. Yeah. That's about being in the autonomy. So giving yourself permission. That's why um, I'm going to take off, I'm going to go off on a tangent. It's why pretty much I show up the way I do. It's why the book was birthed. And it's really been mm. such a beautiful reflection because if you had asked me, Several months ago, was I going to write a book that, let alone lead a lead a book with fifteen other people from a, from five continents? Right. <laughs> That's my answer. I would have laughed in your face. <laughs> yes, I always knew I was going to write a book. Yes, I've always known that. How and when and where and why and how it was going to show up? No idea. Yeah. And yet it happened, and it happened in three months. From from honestly, from the first conversation to publication date three months and the reflections I'm receiving back from my fellow authors and from the readers really mostly from the authors because the readers is impacting differently from the authors you know I I had them all on my show to introduce them to the world and I was like and I asked each one of them I was like why did you show up for this right I'm unproven I've never written a book before let alone led project and you know we're not dealing with people that are well established in their businesses well established in their lives you know have all the the things right mm-hmm. all the check boxes next to me why did you show up yep the answer's been what's that a single time is because you showed up and you're willing to go there and if you're willing to go there i'm willing to go there too and i get what you're after what you're after is for other people to do exactly the same. Go to that dark, dank, scary, terrifying corner of our lives and go look at it. Go sit in the muck. And guess what? Yeah, you may have sit in it for a while. And it's not as scary as you once thought. It's not as dirty as you once thought. And you get to love on it. Yeah, that's what I'm about. Because once we do that, you release it. it. No longer has a hold or a power over us. It doesn't. Every single time you run away from it, it has all of your power. All of it. So the moment you speak to it, the moment that you love and honor it, and you continue to pour love in that place of you, you get to show up because no one else has ownership over that. Right. 
Very cool. Very beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so I wanted to quickly touch on, on one thing and then I want to talk about your book a little bit more. Uh, I, I love the concept of getting out and doing some time by yourself. And I, I do that. I, I have two different times in the day that I set aside for me. One is first thing in the morning, I'm an early riser. So I get up at five and I do my, my morning stuff, my reading, my, my exercise and all those types of things in the morning to set me up for success during the day. And then in the afternoon, I always go for a walk with my dog around the block one because I like getting out and two, because I have five daughters and a wife. And so there's six women in my household and we just need to get away for a minute. So we go for a walk. I have one part time. I get it. (laughs) So, so we, we, we go for a walk for about 20 minutes or so. And, and, and it's just a, it's a beautiful time. I usually put my, my headphones in and listen to a podcast or something uplifting or lots of times I'll just sit in my, my own thoughts and, and think about what, what I want or what's going well in my life, what could be going better. And I think that's really a, a great thing to do to get outside and to be by yourself for a little bit of time each day. It doesn't have to be very long. Like, like I said, I do it for 15, 20 minutes go on a walk with the dog and, and I feel much better usually when I get home. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's great. Now I'm going to ask you something. What's that? Now, it's still warm where you are, right? Uh, it's in the, it's in the, the high twenties, low thirties. Oh, okay. So. Oh, right. Cause you're in Utah. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking for some reason I was like, I had you in Arizona. No. I don't know in Arizona. Yeah. So it's chilly there too. Mm-hmm. So as it gets warmer, or if you have reflections of this, what it feels like to be barefoot in nature. Mm. Next yeah. time when you have opportunity, barefoot in nature and barefoot in the grass in particular and what that does, how that makes you feel. Yeah, um, It's something that I, I didn't know, I didn't understand for a long time. I always knew, I, I mean, I have very, very distinct, very clear knowledge throughout my life. I was barefoot a lot. Um, I love shoes. I have a beautiful, lots of beautiful shoes and I love taking them off. The moment I have an opportunity to take them off in grass, I do. I walk barefoot as often as I can. And I can tell you, like, I, I remembered as a kid how good that felt. I didn't quite understand then what I understand now that we're connected, that we are part of nature. We're already connected. And what we're doing is just reconnecting. We're reconnecting with our birthing route, with our own soul, and with our own source. And that's why it actually feels so good. Yeah. That grounding, for sure. I, I agree. And I, that's something that definitely I don't do enough of. Um, it's not that I don't like it, because I, I do, but uh, definitely something that was that was a great um, strategy that I should start implementing more in my life. So thank you for sharing that. I really awesome. appreciate it. So you can do come warmer weather. Right. Uh, when snow is on the ground, I don't know for you, there's a little snow here. Yeah. Um, the girls... Y'all go in your yard, just take your shoes off and you run around and you're playing with them. So it's not like you have to necessarily like, I got to be silent and still and, and, and barefoot in nature. It's like, I could be running around and playing and being, you know, being present with yeah. what's happening with mm. and around me and still being barefoot. Sure. And curious about that, how that shifts within you, you know, yeah. what that does within you. So yeah. there's a little tidbit. <laughs> awesome. No, thank you. I appreciate that. That, that's a, a great uh, strategy or tool to use to get grounded or to be more present. So uh, I'm always looking for things to improve in that area. So thank you. So I, I want to talk a little bit about the book. So you you co-author or organize the authors of this book. You said there's 15 other people, correct? Or 15, including you. Um, 16. 16. Okay. Yeah. So 15 and you that that wrote this book what is the name of the book the name of the book is breakdown to wake up journey okay. beyond the now Perfect. and it's available um at donbates.com backslash jocelyn bellows which i will share with you so you can put that in the show notes as well yep um and yeah it, it really the quick and dirty of that story is don and i met with the intention of exchanging podcasts back in i think late august mm. and I knew very quickly in that conversation, I was like, there's something more here. I don't know what, I just know that I'm going to be doing, 
I know that there's going to be something that I'm going to be interacting with this woman at a larger scale. I just felt it. And by the end of that first conversation, I had a download. If you ever get downloads, like I I had words coming out of my mouth that I was like, I don't know that I know this is me, (laughs) but I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the words that were coming out of my mouth were, I was asking her to be on a panel with other speakers to speak about a breakup to wake up concept because it was breakup to wake up initially. And mind you, I'm creating this panel as I'm speaking the words aloud. There was no panel. (laughs) There was no panel. Um, By the end of that day, I had four panels. By the end of that week, I had like nine. Several weeks later, I had like 13 and four panels. Um, And mind you, we never talked about the podcast. To this day, we still have not talked about this podcast, being on each other's. Um, (laughs) A week later, I called her and said, hey, I think this is what I want to call the panel. And I was looking for permission, which I was still in my, you know, not in my strength. Mm. Uh, to which she responded, you know, after th- 20 minutes of conversation, she's like, this is your book, you know, to which I was like, mm, I didn't want to, I, I will, I, because we talked about expletives, I said an expletive in her direction. <laughs> um, and I also knew she was right. And I was like, all right, I'm, you're right. This is it. I, this is, this is, and I knew it. I couldn't deny it. I guess I could have walked away. I could have been an Eeyore. I could have very easily been an Eeyore and said, I'm complacent in my world. And I was like, yeah. nope, I show, I'm showing up for this. She showed up for this. I'm showing up for this. Two weeks later, we had 12 authors. Wow. By the time that the, we were closing off authorship, I was turning people away. I turned about a dozen people away. Wow. That's awesome. I found something at that point. And it wasn't in this, my ego started to get really heavy through this. I'll be honest, which is, I had a breaking point, which is another story for another day. Um, we're part of the breakdown. (laughs) Part of the breakdown was really what it was. Um, yeah, yeah, that just the, it all happened very quickly and very synchronistically. It wasn't like I was seeking this madness. It was just like, I'm this pillar of light and this is, I'm showing up and everyone showed up and they were so willing to go to those dark places. And I was Mm. so proud of them. And there's so many other stories that came with that, but I was so proud of each and every one of them to really be so willing to lay their heart on onto the page and the impact that it's gonna have in so, not just their lives, but so many. So, uh, yeah, that's that's amazing that it came together that so fast, it sounds like. Uh, So, the premise of the book is people telling their story and mm-hmm. what are most of the stories or breakthrough moments that these people had. Mm-hmm. Um, is there one, I, I know you probably love them all, but is there one story in particular that you could share briefly on what the readers kind of give them a, a glimpse of what the book would be about? Uh, there are many. And yes, the one that, and then there are other multitudes. So I'm just going to kind of give categories. And then there's one that I really want to talk okay, to. Um, so obviously I, you know, for me, I talked about my divorce and, and finding, yeah. you know, the love for myself. Um, we've got a couple that talk about alcohol addictions and, and one that busted up more than a marriage had busted up their soul consciousness. Another one who talks about alcohol addiction and how he had to let go. He's a neurosurgeon. Uh, an anesthetist, sorry, an anesthetist, and how that affected his livelihood. Mm-hmm. Um, his marriage is still intact. Um, a few that talk about their long-standing relationship with religion and having to change that. Um, someone who left a cult. Um, a couple that talk about workplace disharmony because um, we can get addicted to our work yeah. and it yep. can be very unhealthy for us. Absolutely. Um, and most of them were were really a lot of them. A common theme with all of them was ego driven, hmm. and breaking up our egos and acknowledging that we are these beautiful souls, and our egos kept us small and safe, and actually pretty fractured, in truth. Yeah. The one that really stands out for me probably the oh, and a few about parenting as well. Which side note, as I read each chapter, which was really was synchronistic (laughs) i was living out components of each chapter in my real life as i was reading them 
one of which was like about neglectful parenting. And it came in at the end of like the last hour and I had to read it. And I, I thought I had to read it and get it done, get it off for the publisher um, to, to review. While my six-year-old son was sitting by himself watching TV on my phone because I was being a neglectful parent because I felt like I had to do this other thing right then and there and not be with my present with my son. So by the way, those occurrences happened throughout the entire experience of me of that piece. The one that really distinctly I want to share is Lisa Berry. So Lisa uh, wrote about menopause. And the why I'm so proud of this one, not that I'm not proud of the other ones, but this one was, this one was literally unfolding as the book was coming to life. Wow. Lisa committed to writing a chapter. She was putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And I don't know that to be Lisa at all. She was really avoidant. And two days before the first round chapter is due, the first draft is due, I still didn't know what she was writing about. And everyone else has sort of submitted their topic and their concept or had submitted early. And she leaves a message with me and she's a really pippy, pipey, like super joyous person. She leaves me these voice memos and she's in tears. And she said, Justin, I just took a pregnancy test and I found out I'm starting menopause. And that's what I want to write about. And so as much as people look at me and say, wow, courage she has to like step through that. I look at her and I looked at the courage this woman had, still has, because she thought she was pregnant. She didn't want to have a child, by the way. That was not part of her dream of life. And what came crashing down was the reality that her body was shifting magnificently in a different direction. Mm. And she questioned her womanhood. She questioned her sexual prowess. She questioned her attractiveness to her partner. Mm. All of that came down. Like that big identity of a womanhood came crashing down. Yeah. And she faced that in the tumultuous nature because she... That was three days before we were, that first chapter was due. And she wrote about it as it was unfolding. And I didn't even notice about her and I've known her for quite some time. She's been with a partner for three years. Nobody, and she's a public figure. Nobody knows that she, very few people know she has a partner. And here she is talking about it in the book. Wow. About her. She's like, I don't talk about that stuff with my life. Our life is wonderful and beautiful. And talk about like, a, a, you know, a hero, right? Yeah. Yes, there's stuff going on, you know, behind the curtain. Sure. But she still does it anyway. So that story, when she talks about, I don't know if I'm attractive. What happens if my partner leaves me? Am I beautiful anymore? Mm. Can I, you know, I was, you know, as women, we were meant to be on this earth to reproduce. No, granted, she, that was her choice to not want, she didn't want that, right? right. But before they got the results of the test, when she, when she was thinking, oh, gosh, I think I'm pregnant. Like all the questions that went in her, through her of, of questioning, do I want to be a parent? Could this be really exciting? Could this be amazing? What a beautiful gift to have that come crashing down. And, the, and really the heroism of herself to own and love and honor and have those tough decisions and have those tough conversations before and after. And then to actually introduce the world to the fact that she has a partner. <laughs> yeah. Um, that... That one was probably the most poignant for me because it not only did illuminate her ability to really vote and be very vulnerable, it also allowed me to really step into my own leadership because it was beautiful and she had to go deeper. And I sent it back to her like a few times and said, now we got to do this and you got to go here and you got to go here and you got to go here. And I had to press on her for that not to press on her chose to and she chose to show up every single time so yeah amazing yeah so those are the things that happen behind the scenes of books by the way i had yeah. no idea <laughs> <laughs> and i'm signing up for more so very stay cool. yeah yeah no that thank you for sharing that and for that woman to share those experiences real time like 
so often we, I, I hear oftentimes in, in my space when I, I talk to people who share horrific things that have happened to them or hard things that have happened, they always say, don't share the wound, share the scar. So wait till it's kind of had time to heal a little bit. And uh, so for her to share that in a moment must have been extremely, like you said, heroic and hard, difficult especially someone who sounds like is a very private person sharing some of those private things with the world, you know, not that everybody that knows her probably went and grabbed a book and, and read it and knows everything now, but there's probably people that did. And they're probably like, I had no idea this was going on. So uh, it takes a lot of courage to show up like that. And so kudos to her, kudos to, to all the people in your book. It sounds like an amazing book. I'm going to have to go check it out and, and get my own copy. I, I, have not had a chance to look into it and get a copy yet. But... We met two days ago. I think you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I am an avid reader and I, I love uh, reading and learning things like that. So I'm definitely going to check it out. And I hope anybody who else that those topics ring true with you, which I think sounds like there's a broad variety of things that almost every single person has gone through sometime in their life or will go through or knows somebody going through that that definitely can help so many people. So uh, that's that's amazing that you, you did that. And thank you for sharing that story. And yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for you. Uh, I want to ask one more question. And I always like to ask this is because this show is called um, Unleash Your Greatness. What would you say is the top one, two or three things somebody needs to do in order to unleash or unlock the greatness within themselves? First thing is always, always start with loving yourself. Yeah. The moment that you feel off course and someone's coercing you to do something that doesn't feel aligned, or you think that you're starting to take steps out of things that are, un that are really misaligned, pull yourself back to center start there beautiful second especially at the beginning of the year since we're all doing new year's resolutions which by the way you should be always i'm going to take away ship because i hate that word we always get to evaluate where we are in life and what we want our goals that we want to achieve yeah so big hairy audacious goal feels out of reach do it anyway yep take the step towards it you don't have to accomplish it all right right when I started my podcast, truth, truthfully, I had to download one day in a drive. The podcast, the download, I couldn't even, I couldn't deny it, right? Yeah. Song came out on the radio. All of a sudden, I like these words are coming into my mind, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm voice texting myself because I was driving around. And within 20 minutes, I had the name of the show, the first 20 guests I was going to ask, what the show was going to be about, and I was just going to do it, right? I had all this like, Boom, boldness in me. <laughs> took me three weeks to buy my first microphone. It took me another three weeks to ask my first guest to be on my show. Oh, yeah, and I also hate my voice. That was a story I told myself. <laughs> Here I am two years later, I don't know, 70, 80 shows in, and now a TV show to boot, and a handful of innocent Facebook lives along the way. Yeah. You know, I'm no different than anyone else right? These are the gifts that I have. These are the gifts that I'm going to continue to step forward in. Is it scary? Heck yeah, it is. I almost, I had to catch myself. I almost, I almost <laughs> dropped the F-bomb. I won't. Getting really close. I think we're good. Um, take a step in the direction of your dreams. Yeah. Take it. Who cares if you fall on your knees? Do you know how many entrepreneurs, do you know how successful people in the freaking world, how many times they've Falling on their knees, oh, yeah. ask anyone. Ask anyone. And I, I'm not going to take that. Ask people in your circle, someone you admire, that you feel comfortable asking, mm -hmm. how'd you do it? Or, and not even that, like, what does it feel like? I will guarantee they will tell you their failure after failure after failure after failure after failure, and it kept going anyway. Yeah. That's what you get to do. Yeah. You get to write the chapter, you get to write the story of your life. Nobody else does. <laughs> 
beautiful. I, yeah. Thank you. That that was uh, some great inspiration. I agree fully with you. Go big on your dreams. Uh, love yourself. And you do get to write your next chapter. You get to be the captain of your boat and sell it where you want to go. And you don't have to let anybody else tell you otherwise. So, um, yeah, very inspiring. Great uh, perspective and reminders for me that always do those things because that's one reason why I love doing interviews like this is because even though so many times we hear things like that, but we need to be reminded over and over and over again to do them because uh, repetition brings clarity and hopefully momentum as we start working on those things. And so I, I love that you, you shared all those things. Those are great things that everybody Anybody who's listening to this should be focusing on love yourself, go after big goals, take a step each day towards it, even if it is just a small step, and then be the captain of your ship, write your chapter, you have the choice to be who you want to be, and um, yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Is there any last thoughts that you just want to share right before we, we wrap up? I do. I want to actually revisit one thing that you shared earlier about yeah. going for a walk and being with your thoughts. Okay. Um, and I want to I want to kind of go back to that because as we talked about earlier, scheduling space for yourself, quiet, mm-hmm. is where you receive the most beautiful answers for you. So yeah, I I, I come back to that. If it, as much as yes, you want to honor and love yourself scheduling that that actually this is part of it is by scheduling that time for you or taking that time out for you allowing your mind to go soft where your brilliance really is and i know it can be scary girl from who lived in new york in her 20s and didn't like having 30 minutes to herself literally didn't now schedules hours and hours and hours of alone time and relishes it yeah very cool Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that last little tidbit. I I really appreciate it. So uh, everybody, I want to say thank you so much, Jocelyn Bellows, for being on the show. Your insights were amazing. Your story is fantastic. Uh, I think everybody at some level can relate to what you've gone through or are going through in their life. So uh, thank you for sharing that. And I appreciate the energy that you brought and the personality. I love it. Um, so thank you so much for being on the show. And if uh, you want to connect with Jocelyn, feel free to click the links underneath this, this episode. Uh, I'll make sure to list all those where her book, her website, all those things are so that you can connect with her. So uh, again, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. Such a joy. Thank you so much for this time. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. And I really appreciate you being here. And do me a favor. If you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe on your favorite uh, platform that you listen to podcasts on. And also leave me a message or a comment or a review. I I just really appreciate it. Also, why I've got you here, if you are ready to take your life to the next level, I have an amazing program right now that's called Achievement Monthly. And this is a monthly program where you can come and learn every month from me, Adam Platt, Achievement Coach. And we're going to go, I'm going to go live every month. Come on and help you get to that next level in life, that next level of success, that next level of achievement. Because, you know, up till now, you've, you've done so well and you've done all you can. But sometimes you just need a little bit more help, a little bit more um, to get you to that next level. And that's what this program is really meant to be. And so it's uh, designed to help you, one, learn what you need to do to get to that next level. And two, it's also meant so that you can uh, network with other people. So we're going to train for about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And then we're going to break out in the group so that you can network with other people get to know them and connect with them so that they can help support you in your goals, your dreams, and create the life that you want. So if you are interested in joining that program for only $39 a month, 
you can go and register at arisetoconnect.com slash achievement. And I am so excited to see you there and to help you get to that next level in life because, man, that's where everything starts to go right and happen for you. So go again, register right now at arisetoconnect.com slash achievement. And I look forward to seeing you on the inside of that program and every month so that we can get you working towards that goal and that dream life that you want. Thanks and have an amazing day. Go out and make your life what you want it to be.